everyone. This is Pastor Ryan, and this is our podcast. Welcome to Live Alive Church, and I just want to thank you for listening in. I hope this message encourages you, strengthens your faith, and causes you to keep pressing forward for who God has called you to be and created you to be. God bless. John chapter 11. The Bible says, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But, but Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there just tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And then Thomas says, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of his disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. I want to talk to you about blocking the blessing, blocking the blessing. Uh, Yesterday I was on my way home uh, and when I got home from helping out a friend, I ended up getting into the house and I was hungry and I just sat down to eat a bowl of cereal. And now God speaks to me in many ways in the context of my children through uh, spiritual observation and application. And so I believe it's to get my attention. And he begins to show me these things by their actions and by their reactions to different things just to maybe try to get daddy's attention because they want the attention. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I came home and I was sitting down and I was eating my bowl of cereal and here comes Liam, my littlest one, and he climbs up on the table and while I'm eating my bowl of cereal, he's on top of the table and he wants some of my cereal so I give him a couple bites of cereal and as he's sitting there he and he's got a mouthful of cereal and he's trying to at the same time grab my spoon so he can get more 
of the cereal, but he can't put more in his mouth because he's already got a mouthful. So I'm blocking his hand from getting to the bowl. And he kept doing it. And every time I would block his hand from getting to the bowl, he would fuss and he would get upset because I was blocking his hand from the bowl for him to get more. I'm going somewhere with this to get more of the cereal. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there are things in our lives by saying that, that we are asking God for and that we're believing for and we're wondering why we aren't receiving it the way we want it to be received and we're not receiving the answer that we want to receive from God and we're wondering why why it's not happening in our lives it's because God is blocking you from the blessing because he knows that you already have enough to get you to where he needs to get you and he's not going to open up the door of opportunity just yet until he knows it's time for that blessing to be revealed to you do you understand what I'm saying what do we do when we have been praying for God and asking God for the thing that we want to happen in our lives and it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen? Do we sit there and fuss and get upset just like Liam did when I was blocking his hand from the bowl? We get the same way when things don't happen the way we want them to happen. When we go to God and we don't uh, we don't get the blessing that we're looking for. We don't get the answer that we're looking for. Do we get upset in the midst of all of that because God didn't open up that door of opportunity or God didn't make a way through a difficult situation or you didn't make a way through a difficult circumstance in your life or you didn't get the healing that you needed emotionally or physically or even spiritually or you didn't get the position that you were hoping to look for at your job or you you didn't get what you were hoping to get out of a relationship that maybe you were uh dabbling in or maybe it's just something that you've just been asking God and you're wondering why God you haven't answered my prayer or why you haven't answered the thing that I'm specifically praying for what do we do in the midst of that moment it's because I believe that God is blocking just like I was blocking the bowl from Liam it's not that I didn't want him to have any more cereal it's just that he couldn't put any more cereal in his mouth because his mouth was full do you understand what I'm saying God has already give you the fullness of who he is why do you continue to ask for so much more God will give you what he needs to give you when it's the right time just because he hasn't given you what you want at the at the time you want it to happen doesn't mean that God's not going to make it happen when it's time for him to make it happen do you understand what I'm saying <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying and now we get to this story about Mary and Martha and there is Lazarus their brother who Jesus said that they he loved them and adored them and adored that family and there there is there they are their brother is dead and they go and send somebody to Jesus and when they send somebody to Jesus to relay the message about their brother being dead he says that he the Bible says that he stayed where he was for two more days they didn't get the answer that they were looking for they wanted an immediate reaction an immediate answer an immediate blessing and an immediate we always want stuff immediately don't we we love the we love putting stuff in the microwave when i'm at home i love 
I love being able to cook my, my kids chicken nuggets and throw them right in the microwave. I don't have to sit there and make a big old meal. I don't have to do a mac and cheese. I, I mean, on the boil it on the stove. I can throw that right in the microwave. I, I, I don't like, I love the taste of crock pot food. But I don't like to wait for it. Okay, that's how we are. We are the same exact way. We want something immediate when God is telling you that you need to just wait upon the Lord. Because I believe it says it somewhere in the Bible that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. If you just wait upon what God has for you, you would just be able to be in a position and understand that just because it's not happening doesn't mean it's not going to happen at all it just means that God sees ahead because he's the author and the finisher of our faith so he's already written our story and he already knows the pieces of the puzzle that he has put in place specifically to get you and to get you to the place that he wants you to be at and for you to be revealed and for you to be recognized and for you to be in that position and for you to have possessions and for you to have blessings do you understand what i'm saying and the bible says that this is the same mary i like how the bible i like how the bible explains things and while john is writing this he puts in parentheses this is the same mary who anointed jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair and put the oil on his feet and could you just imagine you know, you ladies who have long, luscious, beautiful hair and just walking into a room with the with expensive oil. And it was all that you ever had. You put all your money into it, all your sweat, all your tears, all your time daily, weekly, monthly, hourly, just like Mary did. Every penny that she got that she worked for, she went and bought oil to put in a jar. Just for it to be broken at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I feel like I'm speaking to somebody in here that there's been some things that you've been just desperately wanting God to do. But God is telling you, you just keep being faithful and keep putting oil in that jar. You keep putting your tears. You keep soaking you keep soaking it up you keep doing whatever you have to do to work hard because what what he's going to do is he's going to pour out a blessing on you for you pouring out something on him do you understand what i'm saying and he has in parentheses this is the same mary mary was recognized for something that she did to jesus here before she even did it because she didn't anoint Jesus' feet until chapter 12. We're talking about chapter 11. So she didn't anoint Jesus' feet until the chapter after this. So why would John mark in parentheses, this is the Mary who anointed Jesus' feet when she didn't even do it until the chapter after her brother died? Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we are not recognized until we have gone through a storm and kept the faith to overcome it. 
Because you see, Mary and Martha were going through a difficult time. They were going through a storm. I mean, their brother had just died. But yet, Mary was recognized in the Bible as this is the Mary. Do you understand what I'm saying? It would have been so much easier if she was already recognized to talk about how God... But how, but how God poured out a blessing on her and then all of a sudden she went through a storm. But no, she went through a storm first, overcame the storm, and then she was recognized. Do you understand what I'm saying? She wasn't recognized first and then went through a storm. Do you get what I'm saying? She went through a storm. She went through a trial. She went through difficulty. She went through tears and nights of sleepless nights and, 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 and going through anxiety, going through so many things because her brother died. And now then she was recognized after the fact. Do you, do you get to where I'm going? God does things in reverse. The way you think they should happen isn't the way God is going to make it happen. She had to go through a storm just like me in my life when I was going through the struggles that I went through with addiction. I was going through my addiction and going through difficulty, going through a storm in my life. And then because I went through it and God overcame it in my life, now I'm being recognized for who I am. It wasn't I was recognized and then I went through a storm. It was I'm recognized because God pulled me through it. I, what I'm trying to say is the reason why you're not getting the blessing the, at the time you want it to be is because God has a specific moment when he wants to reveal it for his glory, not for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He has a specific moment in a specific time, just like he said in the Bible. He says in the Bible that this is for the son and for the father to be glorified. This miracle right here, this moment right here is for the son to be glorified. But we're always wanting something because we want the blessing, not realizing and not and wondering why we're not getting it when we want to get it. It's because God is saying, I'm not going to give it to you yet until I can be glorified. Because if, you, if I give it to you when you think you want it and when you think it should happen, you'll think that you did it on your own. But see, I have to do things in reverse. I, I, it's, it's imperative and it's essential that you go through a storm. It's, it's essential that you go through some hiccups. It's essential that you go through some breakups. It's essential that you get your feelings hurt. It's essential that you go through some things in your life why because i want to do something through you so my glory can be revealed so people can look back at it so you can look back at it and say it can it was only god who got me through it and then when you come through the other side of it people will look back and say i know it wasn't you you get yourself out of it it was for the glory of god and that's why every time we tell a testimony it's not about you it's about the glory and the power of god breaking through your situation do you understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Moses was called by God in Exodus chapter 3 when he needed to pull the Israelites out of Egypt because they were in bondage under Pharaoh. You all know the story in Exodus chapter 3. Moses was a shepherd boy. Moses was tending the sheep of his father-in-law Jethro. And God showed up to him in a burning bush. We all know the story. And God spoke to him and said, I'm going to use you to lead my people 
out of bondage. See, God is looking for your reaction. He was waiting, and he's waiting to see how you react through the storm before you're recognized publicly. Do you understand? Mary reacted out of worship when her brother died. Okay? Moses, in the midst of it, though he came up with every excuse you could think of to try not to be used by God to go pull the children of Israel out of Egypt, God was looking for his reaction and how he was going to react upon the call on his life. And because he was going through what he was going through, he wasn't a leader yet. He was just a shepherd boy. Shepherd boy. So maybe God is looking for your reaction in the season that you're in before you can be recognized in the next season. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's imperative how we react in the storm. It's imperative how we react when, when we're not receiving the blessing that we've been praying for, when we're not receiving the promise that we've been expecting. How are you going to react in the midst of that? But yet Moses in the midst of it still reacted in such a way to be used by God to go deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. He was just a shepherd boy, but he reacted in the midst of being a shepherd and he was faithful to it. He was faithful of shepherding just sheep and just a flock of sheep and a herd of sheep and being around uh, sheep dung and just sheep stink and just, just doing what shepherds do and being around flies and being around nastiness and being around mud and being around. Do you understand what I'm getting at? He was faithful at that and then he was recognized by the children of Israel to pull them up out of bondage so he was the leader to pull them out. Maybe God isn't giving you what you want to be recognized for is because of the reaction to the storm or through the trial or through the blessing you haven't received yet hasn't happened. He's just waiting to see how you're going to react to it. Are we going to react like Liam and throw a fit because he can't get to the bowl or because we can't get to the bowl and the blessing or to the blessing that God has for us? How are we going to react to it when we're not receiving what we want from God? Maybe he's got you in a season of seeing how you're going to act, seeing how you're going to react to those things that he has. It's not that he doesn't have the blessing because he has it. He's just waiting on to see if you're going to be able to be faithful through it and through the storm and through the trial. Are you going to call his name out? Are you going to worship him in the midst of difficulty? Are you going to worship him when things don't go your way? Are you still going to praise him when it seems like uh, things aren't happening the way you want them to happen? And, and, and we, get to, we also get to Joseph. Joseph was thrown in a pit. He was betrayed by his brothers. He was accused by Potiphar's wife and he was thrown into prison. And in the midst of all that, he was still faithful. And God, in the midst of it, saw his reaction before he was recognized to be second in command to Pharaoh. Do you get what I'm putting down? Are you picking up what I'm putting down right now? 
God is looking to see how you're going to react through the storm. Because in the midst of this, we have this story. We have two different people. We have Martha who was upset and who was in the kitchen, who was cooking and was upset because Jesus didn't come when she wanted Jesus to come. But yet Mary, she was a worshiper and she still believed that he would uh, heal her brother and to be there and come through when he needed to come through. There's two different scenarios. Who are you? Are you Mary? Are you going to be Martha in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a trial, in the midst of difficulty? Who are you going to be? <laughs> and then we all of a sudden we have David. Oh, here's David. We all know King David. He was just a shepherd, a shepherd in his father's flock of sheep. And he was he was considered just an outcast by his brother, he by his brothers. And he was considered, you know, just just in the shadows and just nobody wanted him around at times and he was just all by himself but David who was not just a shepherd boy he was a worshiper and even though people may have looked down on him and his brothers looked down on him and maybe though people looked down on you and maybe people have talked about you and said things about around your back guess what he was still a worshiper and he and he wrote all just about all the psalms in the book of psalms and and he was a worshiper but god in the midst of that was seeing his reaction to who he was as a shepherd boy and then all of a sudden here comes samuel because god told samuel the prophet to go to jesse's son be, sons because there's going to be one that i need you to anoint to be king over israel and then all of a sudden samuel got there and he went through you know the story all the sons of jesse and he said god at the end of the last son Samuel said is there any other sons is there any other boys do you have any other boys because God told Samuel these weren't the ones and he said well I have one son he's back at home shepherding the sheep he said go get him and when Samuel laid his eyes on him he anointed him with oil to be king over Israel because God was just checking David's reaction God has his eye on you and he has a position for you. He has a specific purpose for you. He has specific blessings for you. Just because he's blocking the blessing now doesn't mean it's not going to come. It's just going to happen at the right opportune time when you least expect it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, we have Jesus, and he's, he's waiting two more days where he's at. And, and here's Martha and Mary, and Martha, she's throwing a fit, and, and, and she's reacting in an in a, you know, unhealthy way, and who knows what she's saying. She's all upset. Her brother's dying. And, you know, do, do we act like that as well when we don't get what we want? We, I know my son does. He, every time he's like, Daddy, can we go to Walmart so I can get a toy? No, son, not right now. And he will throw a fit every single time. I mean, he throws a fit so bad that he goes and runs and cries because I tell him, no, we're not going to Walmart. And this happened last night. That's why it's so fresh in my memory. He wanted to go last night and go to Walmart and get a toy. After his bedroom is filled, you can't even walk in his bedroom because there's toys all over the place. But yet we continue to act the same way at times when we're going to God and want and need of something, but it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. So sometimes we throw a fit. It's okay to throw a fit, but maybe God isn't giving you that blessing yet because he's waiting to see how you're going to react to not receiving it when you want it.
Do you understand what I'm saying? So Jesus stays there two days. And he says that this miracle is for the Father to be glorified and for the Son to be glorified through it. So I want to talk to you about glory for a moment. Can we talk about the glory of God for a moment? I want to talk about glory. Glory simply means honor, and it has the idea attached to it through the Hebrew and Greek termination, weight. Have you ever heard of the weight of the glory of God? So you have glory means honor and weight. The reason why there's weight is because the word glory has the uh, meaning to the armor of, of, of the people of God who had as warriors and soldiers who used to wear the arm, who used to wear the armor. Do you understand what I'm saying? It was a weighty armor. Don't you remember when David, when David tried to put on Saul's, it was heavy and it was loose and he couldn't wear it. Well, the, the soldiers and the warriors back then had to wear armor that was really heavy. Do you understand where I'm getting at? So that's, it gives it this illustration of the armor of people, which the weight of the glory is essentially the armor and the protection of God in your life. Do you get what I'm saying? You wonder why things, certain things haven't happened to you, but it's happened to others. It's because the weight, the glory of God has kept you protected and kept you safe and kept you from getting into an accident when maybe you should have gotten into an accident and, and, and kept you from being protected by not dating that person that you thought you should date or get with that person you thought you should get or take that opportunity and that job that you thought you should get. It's because God is keeping you from it by his weight and the glory that he has surrounded you and now we also have the glory that is uh in, in as in the person the human being there's glory that is in the human being there's the glory of the human which refers to positions or possessions now the glory of god listen to me is referred to as the external manifestation of his power it's the external manifestation of his power. It's something that appears, is revealed, and is seen. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I want to talk to you about the glory of God that is being revealed. Because in this chapter, Jesus told them that this miracle is for the Father to be glorified and for the son to be glorified. It's for him to be revealed as the true son of God because he is about to do something that he has never done before. He has complete he has opened the eyes of the blind, he has made the mute speak, he has opened up the ears of the deaf, he has healed the lame and made them walk again, but he is getting ready to do something that he's never done before. Can I just stop right there? I believe that God is getting ready to do something that he's never done before in your life. Something that you don't even expect him to do or even thought that he would even do. He's getting ready to do something that he's never done before. And, and all of a sudden he says, this is going to be the resurrection of the, somebody who was dead. That's why I waited two more days. Because if I would have just came when you wanted me to come, you would have thought that it was 
you would have thought that it was because you wanted me there when you wanted me there and that I would just show up when you want me to show up. But I needed to stay where I was just for a little longer so that way I could reveal something in your life that you would have never thought that would have been resurrected unless it was me that could do it. Because there's a lot of things in our lives that we try to make happen on our own. But Jesus said, I stayed where I stayed so I could come when I could come to make happen what I could do that you couldn't do. That I could make happen that could happen that I could do that you thought you could do. But I had to do it in my own strength. I had to do it in my own power. I had to do it so that way I could be revealed. See, we want something to happen in our lives so others can see it. So that other people can see that God is blessing you. But really, why don't we reverse that and say, God, do something in my life so that way people can see you revealed and you recognized in my life. But yet we want a blessing so we can be revealed and we can ride around in our nice little shiny car and tell everybody we got, look at what God got me. I prayed for it two weeks ago and he gave it to me on the date and the hour that I got it. I wanted it. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> He does things in reverse. God does not do things the way you want him to do them. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. Sometimes the reason why things don't happen on your time or the way you want them to is because God is waiting to reveal the blessing at the right time. He's waiting for the pieces to be placed the way they need to be placed. So that way what will happen is, is that you and those around you, when God blesses you, you will say there's no way that could have happened unless God made it happen. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop trying to push God to do something when he's not ready to do it. Do you understand? Because God is going to make it happen when he wants it to happen. You can pray all you want to pray. You can babble all you want to babble to the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with praying and asking God for things. But don't get upset when he doesn't do it the way you think he should do it or when you want him to do it. Just know that just because he's blocking the blessing doesn't mean it's not going to happen. And I want you to understand that Jesus told his disciples, he said this. He said, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad I wasn't there when they, I'm glad I wasn't there when he was getting ready to die. I'm glad I wasn't there because if I was there when he was getting ready to die, this is what he says. He says, Lazarus is dead and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so you may believe. So you may believe. In other words, what he was saying is because I'm not there, you're going to see a miracle. But if I was there, you would have never believed it was my glory or my power to raise him from the dead. But because I waited two more days and he was actually pronounced dead, wrapped up like a mummy, put in the tomb, I want you to see my glory being manifested in your life. That's the reason why God is waiting for an opportune time is for his glory to be revealed in your life. But you have to recognize and you have to recognize what you're going through and maybe why you're not getting it 
the way you want to get it. It's your reaction that determines the blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? How are you going to react through the difficulty? How are you going to react through the storm? How are you going to react through those things that you may not understand why they're not happening the way you want them to happen? Do you get what I'm saying? And he says, this is for my glory to be recognized. It's for his glory to be manifested. When, when Moses pulled the children of Israel out of Egypt, the Bible says they were at the, at the desert. I forget the name of the desert. But they were at the desert before they were about to cross over. And the Bible says that the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night is what was leading them. Do you understand that the pillar of cloud by day was the manifestation of the glory of God and the fire by night was the manifestation of the glory of God? And because Moses was obedient to the call on his life and went to Egypt and pulled Israel out because he reacted in a way to be obedient to God. God used him to be a leader to pull them out and to bring them to a position for his glory to be manifested in their lives. Maybe the reason why God is waiting on the blessing to be revealed in your life is because he wants other people to be aligned to make them who may not even know who he is to maybe not even know who or where he he even is and and to be even in a church somewhere or to even be even known to be even god any, anywhere to even want to know who he is is because he's waiting for that person to be aligned in that situation for him to pour out his blessing so that way that person can see it and say my god god must be real do you understand what i'm saying i i couldn't really get it out it was so tangled in my mouth but i was trying okay I knew what I was trying to say, but I was talking as fast as my tongue could operate. Do you get me? But it's for the glory of God to be revealed. Do you get it? It's for him to lead you. The glory is for him to lead you. The glory is for him to guide you. The glory is for him to be honored. The glory is for his power and for his man. See, the human glory is maybe positions and possessions, but the glory of God is his power manifested in your life. Those things that you prayed for, those things that you specifically prayed for God to do, and you've seen miracles happen. That's the manifestation and the glory of God that has been revealed in your life. That's why when you see miracles happen and you see things begin to happen in your life, that's when you begin to have. Do you notice that when you see that, your faith gets a little stronger? Because faith, what is faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So God will oftentimes do things that you can't see to be revealed in a season that you didn't expect. That way your faith can leap jumps and bounds. Do you understand what I'm saying? I couldn't say that again if I had to. So I hope you remember what I said so you can write that down. So I want you to understand and I want somebody to understand if you didn't get anything out of what I said. 
that it's not always the devil who blocks the blessing in your life. God oftentimes does it because he's waiting for an opportune time for his glory to be revealed in your life. And God, I believe, in this story was doing something. Jesus was doing something that he had never done before. There was a, This miracle is not something he's done before. And he wanted them to see it firsthand. Do you understand? Jarius' daughter wasn't dead. She wasn't dead. You understand what I'm saying? Lazarus was in a tomb wrapped up like a mummy. He was dead, okay? God wants to do something that you would never expect him to do. Something so hard, something so difficult, something that it's only God that can do something like that. But it's for him to be glorified. And for his glory to be revealed in your life. It's not always about us. But yet we pray because we want something from God. But God is saying, well, let me see how you're going to react when I don't give it to you when you want it. And then maybe by your reaction to the difficulty and through the storm, through the struggle, will determine when I'm going to give it to you when I'm going to give it to you. Just like I tell my little boy, Levi, son, <laughs> you reacting like that ain't going to make me pick up the car keys and get in the car and put you in the car to go to Walmart to get a toy. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You crying, throwing a fit, throwing toys across the house, saying you want to go to Walmart ain't going to make me want to pick up the keys and take you to Walmart right now. No. Maybe God's the same way. Maybe he's trying to see how we're going to react first. Are we going to have faith to push through? Are we going to worship him in the times of difficulty? Are we going to worship him even when we don't receive what we've been asking for for a while? Because it's easy to give God glory sometimes when, when he does the miraculous in your life. God, bless God, we can have a Holy Ghost party, Holy Ghost showdown, God just healed, God just touched, God just saved. Let's welcome Johnny to the, the kingdom of heaven. And we get all excited, but yet when we go through a storm and we go through some difficulty, it's sometimes hard to praise God through things that aren't happening the way you want them to happen. Sometimes hard to praise God when you haven't received the healing that you've been praying for. It's sometimes hard to praise God when that door hasn't opened when you wanted it to open. Or when everybody else is getting a blessing but you're not. Amen, huh? huh? Everybody else is getting blessed but I'm not. You ever been there? I have. Just being transparent. Watching everybody else get blessed. Get healing. Get opportunity. And then I'm just still sitting here. God, did, did, you, did, you, did you forget about me? I, maybe he's trying to see how faithful you are and to see your reaction through it. You don't know what that person did to get blessed. 
You don't know how faithful they may have been. You don't know the reaction or the struggle that they may have gone through to get the blessing that they have received. But we get upset and we get jealous when somebody else gets blessed and we don't. Am I preaching? We don't want to hear that, do we? Am I the only one that gets like that? Huh? Okay, I guess I'm the only one. Sorry, Lord, please forgive me. 